In this episode, I'm joined again by Karen Partish, who specializes in craniosacral therapy for people and horses. And we'll talk about resiliency and the importance of being able to move through stress and return to relaxation. We'll discuss how that dynamic manifests in the body is the same dynamic that shows up in training and things we can do to help. So here we go. Episode 77, Resilience with Karen Partish. Hi, I'm Karen Rolfe, and welcome to Horse Training in Harmony. This podcast is about you making progress with your horse in a way that you both can love. It's about learning how to move and be in harmony. Because yes, you really can develop a horse to be both athletic and happy. When we show up as our best selves for our horses, our horses will show up for us. So let's get started. All right. Hi, Karen. Hi, Karen. <laughs> this is the Karen and Karen and show today. <laughs> All right. Yay. Yeah. I am, thank you for taking the time to be here. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited for this conversation because this is actually a conversation that we started to have, and then I said, "No, let's save it for the pod because the first time is always better than the <laughs> trying to recreate it." So, thank you. Right. Um, You're welcome. Yeah. So, um, it, before we get going, because what you do is just so kind of cool and amazing, and I find it a little hard to describe. Is there a way you can kind of give a little nutshell? description of what you do, uh, just so people have a little bit more context. My work is based in craniosacral therapy. I learned massage, and then I learned craniosacral therapy. And well, actually, I should say I learned energy work, and then I learned massage, and then I learned craniosacral therapy. And craniosacral therapy, for me, combined energy work and massage. So for me, it's a light touch, hands-on modality that enhances the central nervous system and everything it's connected to, which of course is everything in your body. And what I, there's so many things I love about it. It's all about allowing the body to heal itself and optimizing that process, which we know we're set up and designed to do that. But us humans, we want to overthink and do too much. And when we ride horses and we fall off and we get, you know, <laughs> and we overdo and, and all those, all those other things. Right. And then we have stresses like paying the bills and, and, um, doing webinars and podcasts and all, all the other crazy things we take on. And it creates stress and tension in our system. And we don't always let that t tension go. Sometimes it gets buried in us. And so by getting body work, I come in and evaluate your body and your body will show me where things are restricted, stuck, not moving, over moving, right? And so I get to help on um, or facilitate your body rebalancing, optimizing the nervous system, which will optimize homeostasis, uh, removing stress, helping you be a little more resilient and more awesome. of a rock star. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, when, when you were describing that now, I just got this image of how 
how we can get tangled up in ourselves. <laughs> and I feel like, like for speaking personally from what I feel when I get treatments from you, I feel like you just untangle me. And then I just feel yeah. myself like dropping into the, like during our treatments, I'm like, okay, I'm somewhere above the table. Okay, now I can feel the table. Now I'm down in the table. And then I'm just like, bye-bye. I'm lost in the ocean. Yeah. Let me know when I'm yeah. done, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. And isn't unwinding. there something beautiful about um, being that relaxed, right? That you're free to go to that wherever you are to, and create and in that space of healing, right? Um, and, and reconnecting with the authentic you. And that's what I love about this work is it allows that to happen Yeah, in such yeah, a, it, a simple, easy kind of way. Yeah, yeah. You, the, the work you do is amazing because it's, it never feels like or looks like you're doing anything, but it's such a ride. <laughs> and, you know, so many times we think of relaxation being an absence of stress. But if I think of the scale of like, new, you know, neutral, and then, you know, this direction for stress and that direction for relaxation, like there's a whole side over there. <laughs> and, you know, once you start tasting it, like, I just want to go there more. And uh, yeah, so it's, it's pretty trippy stuff, I have to say, but it's amazing. And, and to, you know, to feel the results in myself and then my horses. So that brings us to like, what we wanted to kind of talk about today. So last time, uh, Karen, that you were out, we were, uh, and you were treating my horses and me. And you, you made a comment of something about my horses respond to the the treatment so easily and just comparing that to the average other horse you treat. And I was like, you know, I was like, Oh, what do, do tell me more, you know, but it was interesting. <laughs> I was like, well, what do you mean by like, by that? What are you, what, what exactly do you mean they respond to it? And then what exactly are you feeling? And, and then your answer, which I'm sure you'll share and we'll talk about just connected with something that is a strong intention of mine in the training that I do. So um, what is the answer to the question of what are, what do you mean by that, that my horses respond yeah. better, respond more openly to the treatment? And yeah, what are you feeling? So you, you your way of training, um, and I almost hate to use the word training because you always consider it play, playtime with your horses, right? That's what I hear you say again and again, and I love that. And so you approach your horses with such openness and curiosity, right? And so they have learned to um, operate well and efficiently in that space of curiosity. So when I come up against some sort of resistance um, in your horses, that's often this don't stop, let me figure this out kind of pattern. And usually they're cooking it out and quickly will blow right through it. Whereas um, a horse that isn't uh, doing a lot of dressage naturally type work, they it takes them a longer time to have that conversation with me. Your horses almost demand I show up with that conversation because that's what they're used to with you, right? And if I, um, if I don't match what they are 
offering, right? If I don't hold up my end of the conversation, they're like, well, why not? Then why should I hold up my end if you're not holding up your end? So I love that about your horses and that, and how significant relaxation is to you and how you train. Mm -hmm. And so your horse's nervous systems know how to self-regulate. And there's a lot of horses that don't know how to self-regulate. Yeah. So the talk a little bit more about like when you say that you meet the resistance and they want some, a moment to work through the resistance. So um, describe what you mean by the resistance or like to give people a picture of what that is, what's actually happening, what you're feeling and what you're referring to. Right. So the resistance might be mental, physical, emotional, right? So let's keep it the physical so that we have something really tangible for people to really think about. So it might be, um, it might be scar tissue from atomic surgery, right? It might be, um, um, I don't know, uh, a shoulder not being able to really open up and go through, right? Or um, a little hitch in the giddy up, maybe, you know, hard time picking up lead changes or can't do tempies or something like that. And I find um, a little, little tension in the fascia, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'll find that and they'll go, oh, no, there's tension there. <laughs> and I'm like, uh-huh, what do you want to do about it? And they're like, oh, I can do something about it. Okay, so if if horses were speaking, right? So I'm putting words in their mouth. Um, And most horses, so, well, there's a couple of options here. One is they can deny it's there. The other is they can um, acknowledge it. And the other is they can say, stop, right? So there's Mm. sort of three options they can do. And your horses... Typically, and I will say most horses, they will say, oh, yeah, there's there's a restriction here. And I'm going to brace a little bit because it's uncomfortable for me. Mm -hmm. Right. So I match the brace. Right. And just be with that. So you take a horse like Solana and she's like, oh, that's my brace, and I'm proud of that brace, and <laughs> and here we are with it. And I'm like, okay, that's really cool. <laughs> you know, I'm glad you like to hang on to it. What if we do something different? Oh, I don't know. Oh, well, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then it and then it becomes, oh, we can do something different with it. Oh, well, yeah. what would you like to do with it? And and your horses know easily know how to do the multiple choice answers, right? Well, I can try this, or I can try that, I can try this. Um, Mm -hmm. So your horses typically will come up against it and then figure out a new something else to do with it. That's so interesting because, you know, especially talking about Solana, and I'm I'm sure I've talked about her on this podcast, and uh, I know people who are in the video classroom have seen her, but that is that was her sort of modus operandi. <laughs> like, she would tend right. to, like, block first, ask questions <laughs> later, and then yes. much later, maybe open to the suggestion. So that was her go-to is when presented with something at all challenging or not even challenging, but like touching her somewhere, she, you know, she'd harden. Um, and you and I, you know, that was one of the first things when you started treating her, it took a couple 
sessions before she right. entertained the the idea of acknowledging and playing with it. But that that dynamic was directly related to her training. You know, right. so this, you know, in the work I do, is, you know, play with things, wiggle it around, just try some possibilities until the horse chooses. So that's what I find so interesting is this dynamic in training, which you could think is, you know, mental. And then it shows up in a, un, you know, I think it's a lot of it, some of it is conscious, but then in the fascia, I think it's just, it's so deep that there's this dynamic yeah. so deep in their body and, you know, which is coming first, I don't know. But I think that's why the the training and then your work has been so powerful because I, I feel like it's, they, you, I, I've, with Solana, I think I had to do both. I, I don't think she'd be going as well as she is now without the body work. Now she also without me training, you know, training <laughs> yeah. her. Hopefully, I, you know, it's it's not right. ever just one answer. But it's been fascinating to see how these dynamics that I see in the interaction and the training you're describing when you when you put your hands on them and feel their energy. Yeah, yeah. So I feel. As you know, I um, lately I've been treating different horses when I show up at, at your place and not always the same one, which is fun in itself, too. Um, and um, I'm finding a lot of the same restrictions that you're finding. So what I'm finding in the, fascia, in the fluids and fascia, you're saying, yes, we're, you know, maybe it's in the shoulder. And you're like, mm -hmm. yes, we've been having trouble picking up that lead. And, you know, it's it's a little late and you know, it, um, will go like often match what you've been talking about and then work that fascia deep in how, how do we get there? Um, how do, how do things start mobilizing? And again, with very light touch and a lot of intention and allowing the horse to find their own way to, um, allow the resistance to just melt out. I mean, if it's in fascia, it can just start melting out. And sometimes it really is just mobilizing fluids and allowing the fluid flow to increase, which will then better support the fascia and start to disintegrate um, any restriction that might be there or mm -hmm. adhesion or things like that. So, yeah, and that's very similar to a dynamic like of the circuit of energy. When you think <clears throat> I need to get the energy flowing, you know, through the whole horse's dynamic and movement. And, but sometimes there's imbalances or tension and you start to peel those away and then the energy can flow, which causes more things to be freer. And then you just get in the cycle where everything is helping everything else. Yeah. Um, you, you mentioned something about self-regulate, that their ability to self-regulate. Yeah. What did you mean by that? <laughs> so nervous systems. All right. So, um, so we can get back into a little, um, anatomy and physiology here and we can talk about the autonomic nervous system, which is, I like to refer to as the automatic nervous system because I think it helps people frame it up a little bit easier. So whatever's automatic for us. So like breathing, heart rate, blinking, um, swallowing, chewing, all these kind of automatic kind of things that we do without thinking about it. Um, that's our autonomic nervous system. And under that category is fight or flight and rest and digest. And you are either in fight or flight or in rest or digest. There's, it's one or the other. And 
within those two categories, there's, I like to think, um, I, I visualize it as a rheostat switch. You know? um, so it can, it can, you can get like really relaxed, right? Mm -hmm. And, and then just, and then um, you can also be like really present and really on and still be relaxed, right? So there's a wide range of relaxation. There's also a wide range of fight or flight, right? So there's that tension and, um, and that wide-eyed kind of stare um, where you can still function, but you're a little, I don't know what's going on. This is a little scary to get me out of here right now, right? Um, and so there's, again, that, that wide range. We want us and our horses to easily go through that dynamic, right? We don't want to be so relaxed that we can't engage. We also don't want to be so stimulated that we can't relax, right? Mm -hmm. So finding that there's, there's um, so much advantage to both ends. We want to be able to respond quickly. We want our horses to be able to respond quickly. We want um, that fight or flight can really serve us well. Those of us who uh, like to uh, have coffee or black tea or, you know, a little caffeine <laughs> jolt. That's what it's all about, right? Um, waking us up and getting things going. And the downside of that is our focus gets really, really narrow, right? Which helps us um, get over our procrastination and um, get things moving and get, get the to-do list done, right? But we don't necessarily always see the big picture when we're in that and um, more of a fight framework. Mm -hmm. When we're more, when we're in that rest and digest, we've got a bigger view and we can see the, on the periphery better. And, um, it means that more ideas can come in and support how we're doing what we're doing. So be having that flexibility in our nervous system, autonomic flexibility, dynamic flexibility. Um, it's, it's everything. And yeah. when you come across a horse that is stuck, right, then, then what do you do? Right? What do you do? So yeah, and I love I love how you frame the positive, you know, that there could be a positive in this realm of, you know, fight or flight, because it, often we think of that as like, no, don't go there. But if we think about our own lives, I mean, there's people who like, bungee jumping, you know, <laughs> jump off of cliffs and i was gonna say out of perfectly jump good out airplanes, airplanes. <laughs> yeah done. you know but there and there's reasons for that i mean that's str stressful right. so we i think we always have to be careful with our animals because we are so responsible for them and they're not saying hey i want to go bungee jumping today but for me it's it's not about not going there because life is life it's gonna happen right and sometimes right. you know i've i've felt great pride and enthusiasm in my horses and that gets on the edge of what they might feel like if they're a little you know <laughs> a yeah. little yeah. you know in in that direction and i think if we can play with those edges in a way that you know we're getting that adrenaline we're getting like some of that like raw happening where they're not actually scared of us or whatever but that our nervous system gets a little heightened and for me the key is right that you can go back down and 
Yes. You know, I've done a, a bit of reading about this importance of, you know, heart rate variability. And for me, I think about it as being resilient. Resiliency yes. isn't avoiding. Resiliency right. is like going there and coming back, go in the deep end of the pool, come back to the shallow end, go in the deep end, back in the shallow right. end. And that you can kind of play with that range, which is, I yes. think, where that's where reality is. It's things like yeah. this are going to happen. And training by nature is going out of the comfort zone. We're trying to do something we don't know how to do yet. And, right. or, you know, things blow by and horses get scared and, and, I, I love this idea of, you know, everything comes from and returns to relaxation and a training point of view. And, right. you know, just to see that there's that dynamic, you know, things are going to happen, but I don't think there are a lot of natural mechanisms for undoing stress that the evolutionary advantage is to like err on the side of like, stay stressed. <laughs> so you don't yes. like not That's notice right. something. That we, you know, yeah, right. Right, so but, our brain you know, is program. Our brain is programmed to keep us safe, right? Right. Splint the injury and get ready to run. You know, you're probably going to live. But when you think of quality of life, that's where yeah. we've got to go back down into deeper levels of relaxation. So I love that you kind of framed that the somewhat po positive. But I think it's that, yeah, that resiliency is something I think about a lot in training. I, you know, you want to keep them safe. Of course, you want them to trust, but you also want to kind of like, hey, let's, you know, let's explore some ranges. <laughs> right. We have to push, push the edges a little bit, right? That's that's what life's all about, right? We want to be able to um, push the edges a little bit. And, um, you know, if they're not, if your horse isn't responding to you, a little tap with the stick, you want them to have a, have a reaction to that and go, hey, you know, what yeah. the heck? I'm awake now. Right. <laughs> and on the other hand, you know, you don't want that same reaction to last for 20 minutes either. You want the enthusiasm from that, but you don't want that initial jolt, right? So, mm -hmm. um, so that kind of flexibility and, um, not that, not that, um, anyone should ever go crazy with the stick. I know. That's like, I feel like we always all, have to have but, that like asterisk declaimer, you know, disclaimer. Yes, right, like let's right. But I think, you know, I think the a lot of people struggle and myself included, if you feel like you have to um, you know, when I talk about harmony a lot and relaxation, but it's it you can't you can't attempt to avoid any level of, you know, your heart rate going up and things getting yeah. exciting. I think yeah. there's some positive, positive. Absolutely. To it. We, we, so it, um, our, our nervous system actually requires or wants us to, um, to get challenged, right? We want, mm -hmm. we want stressors in our day. Um, however, we want to be able to come out of those stressors and come back to a relaxed place. So yeah. yes, heart rate variability. We want our heart rate to increase with these stressors and then be able to, you know, take a breath and have it drop back down. Yeah. Right? Same and with what, our horses. Yeah. And reading about, you know, the heart rate variability, you know, which is the, I looked it up. It's the measure of how smoothly and fluidly we adapt, we adapt to change and how quickly and effectively we're able to um, overcome and bounce back from challenging or stressful situations and a low heart rate variability just to use this as an example, is when you're like nothing changes. So right. it didn't say you're always stressed. 
it said when nothing changes. So that could be stuck in stress or it could be right. stuck in the mud, you know, energetic yeah. mud. Yeah. So a high right. heart rate variability means, which means it changes often and appropriately, means resiliency and an ability to return to the parasympathetic. So I think that's, it's good to know this. It's, you know, go there and come back <laughs> because the right, real magic exactly. is like what you said earlier, when you're, when you're both, when you're able to have high, you know, activate, you know, quickly and high, you know, with high energy, but while being right. calm. And so I think that really speaks to the importance of having a context of safety and trust with right. our animals. So we can go there. Because it's yeah. in this bucket of you're you're safe <laughs> and you can yeah. trust me. Yeah. So I can, you know, we can go a little bit like, okay, come on, game on. <laughs> right. Let's do this. Right. Let's do it. And then find out, you know, where the next level is, right? So mm -hmm. how how do you know when to um ask for um tempi changes instead of just one change you know how to how to ask for the second one then when at what point you know and and mm -hmm. that's um you know creating that tension and allowing that um stress to flow through right mm -hmm. so yeah and working recently i did um in the video classroom i posted a video working with Luis lucio and um he yeah. has done there's another i did a episode with him too but he'd done a lot of um heart rate monitor stuff and mm. so he's come with a way of using the heart rate uh to kind of make training decisions and in between you know he's like you can go there you can get the heart rate up the horse can be sweaty they can be working hard as long as right. when you stop, it goes back down to a certain level within a certain amount of time and to not con not continue if it doesn't go down. Right. So right. that would be, that's right. how he makes decisions. Like, well, if you can be up at 120 and you stop and 30 seconds later, it's down to 80, you're good to go. That's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So beautiful. it's a very scientific when way of measuring some, some of this stuff that maybe sounds... Um, a little big. Yeah. So, and, and again, that's what I love about your horses is they have that kind of flexibility. They're willing to um, meet the challenge that you're asking them to do. And then, um, and then when, when they're given time to rest, they boom, they, they rest and they recover. So mm -hmm. again, they've got that um, heart rate variability, nervous system flexibility, you know, that dynamic happening. Mm -hmm. It's that's when you know you got healthy nervous systems when yeah. when that happens, right? Yeah. So you got healthy horses and um, healthy fascia and all of that. So and it's, it's life's a little a, more fun, right? Yeah. So. Oh, for sure. It's been fun. I've been playing with my filly Cora, who um, I think you've had your hands on her. One, yes. Once for sure, maybe twice. Uh, twice so I've been yeah. playing with moving massage with her because it's just fun. I'm like, okay, wow. what's your dynamic, little girl? <laughs> and she's interesting because she's um, very sensitive and can um, right. often uh, react very, like, if I go to touch her in her head and neck, she'll, like, come towards me and kind of be like, no, heck no. <laughs> get off of me lady. I'm like, Oh, interesting. Right. <laughs> so it's yeah. kind of like, how am I going to, how am I going to deal with this? And I've been playing with moving massage now, mostly working the energy space. Like I, I realize, Oh, I'm like going right through her energy and I'm trying to touch her body. 
And right. I'm like, oh, I can do it from like 18 inches away is is the spot. Right. And then and then playing with the because this is an opportunity. Okay, I'm doing something. It's causing stress. How am I going to deal with this? You know, she's trying to bite my leg. Like, how am I going to deal with this? Because it's a moving massage. My intention is right. relax. So playing with um, not blowing through the threshold, feeling that resistance, and then setting up a little boundary of, well, if you go to bite me, I'm going to just gently yield you the other direction, show you another option, right. Right. and then wait for her to relax and then hand down. So it for, for me, it's about setting up that dynamic. Here's a dynamic Ooh. that's happening training-wise. Right. And I could either, per, you know, perpetuate it and prove to her she has something to defend herself against or give her some parameters, honor what she's feeling with me. And just like you said in the beginning, meet the resistance where it is yeah. and then thinking, what else could you do with this? And that's something I hear right. you say, you know, when you're treating, you're like, oh, what's this about? What else could you do? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and uh, it's really... Yeah, it's really fun. And I think these subtle dynamics, if we get out of the, yeah, it, the, the feeling the dynamic energy more than the, I need to get this yield done. I need to get yeah. this movement to happen. It's, it's like right. me, when you, when you feel the dynamic, address the dynamic and then the results will show up. Right. And, and allowing the horse to, yeah, and allowing the horse to find their own avenue, because I don't want to pretend I I know how to do that. Yeah, right? that's, I don't the, want to... that's the interesting part. And I think um, you know, you and I uh, agree on that too. Even though we know some methodologies that work, um, it's also great to let the horse figure it out on their own, if that's possible. We can say, look behind door number one, you know, and, and they go there and it's like, oh, look, whoa, look what we found. Oh my God, it works. Um, and, you know, intention is, is so significant, especially with the horses. And so that makes it easier. And again, having those boundaries, this is acceptable. This is not. And, and helping them find their own answers and, um, and finding that space, right? Finding that space. Yeah. The space in, in their bodies, the space in the training, the space, you know, to, to create more opportunity, right? Yeah. And, and you know, when, when, you're, when I'm on the table and you're treating me, that's what right. I, I feel more spacious. And yeah. so that's just a, it's a treat um, in, tr in training because I think it is, it's all the same. It's a dynamic of energy. Um, yeah. In training, I think it's a, it's definitely harder to describe, harder to teach, because mm. you know when you're teaching someone something, it's like okay, here's choice one, two, or three, and you know. <laughs> but the more you know, I, I have some experience in training, so it's maybe easier right. for me to play with this. But I think anyone can do it. Is just sense the dynamic of the cause and effect of what's happening, and then when it's not working, just to just to kind of swim in that moment a little bit and stay curious yes. and kind of see and, and give that little bit of space where you don't go right to controlling things and just kind of see what happens. 
<laughs> well, I love that you say the stay curious part, because I think mm. that adds um, a level of energy to it, like that curious energy. And so with your horses, they're used to that curious energy, whereas some other horses might, say, might be a little more fearful, right, mm -hmm. when they come up against a resistance because they're not yes. shown them on a regular basis or they're trained through the resistance, mm -hmm. right? And you, yeah. you um, bring your horses up to the edge of that resistance and say, all right, now what are we going to do? What if we try this? <laughs> you know, what if we try that? And they're like, oh, okay. Or Solana will say, well, no. First, we're going to do it my way. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Yeah. And the I've definitely worked with horses <clears throat> who've you know been trained through the resistance, and the resistance just goes. Uh, it, it they practice resisting, and they get better at resisting, right. and the resistance goes right. deeper. And you know, right. my horse Teo, which is still a horse. <laughs> yeah. Oh, an artwork work in, in progress, progress. <laughs> but, um, you know, you've, you felt him and, uh, yeah. you know, that the blocking and the disconnecting, you know, that when you think about fight or flight, there's actually a couple other F's there's freeze yes. and then there's right. faint, <laughs> you know? Yes. So, yes. you know, he was deep into the freeze. Yeah. You know, he was, he was checked out. He was just, it just, right. he pushed it all down inside. And so right. it's been for him, uh, you know, at first it's like, okay, stay calm and stay, you know, <laughs> don't, you know, stay calm was really the, the main theme. Yeah. Like, nice horsey. <laughs> don't explode, please. <laughs> don't, um, don't explode. Exactly. Yeah. Don't explode. Yeah. Please just stay calm. But now if I really am thinking about what is his healing process and what I'm starting to see now in him is um, he's expressing himself more. So yeah. it's coming out as what maybe some would look at as a training issue or a quote unquote disobedience, but I'm actually celebrating him. Like, yeah, you yeah. tell me what for, like, don't, yeah. don't, you know, if I'm asking you to do him to do something, it's putting a little pressure on. I'd much rather have him um, leap instead of go introverted and check out because it's right. going to come out sometime. So I've been yeah. kind of playing with celebrating him expressing himself, which is a very common cycle that they go through after they've been introverted. And yeah. then I feel like, okay, now we got to go all the way through the cycle yes. and not have the resistance get stuck. So it has to explode out like that. Exactly. That it just flows through and we can all play in the moment. So it's, right. I just keep being fascinated at how the, that dynamic shows up uh, in training right. and in yeah. Fascia. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. I mean, Vegas Nerve is very much in touch with that. And to watch him, um, watch the work that you've done with him and the treatments I've done with him every, you know, couple of months when I work with him, to feel the, um, the tone actually, you know, he's got better tone in his whole nervous system and his vagus nerve. And yet he still, when he gets scared, his safe place to go is that highly introverted um, freeze space. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, I'm safe here. When in fact, it's not very safe right there, right? Yeah. And not healthy at all. And so learning how to, um, so what kind of tools do you use to help him get out of that? 
What kind of tools? I have, um, well, I have you. <laughs> Get your hands on them. <laughs> but it's, for me, it's really, um, it's it's practicing it on the good days, right? So as part yeah. of my normal training sessions with horses, I go deep relaxation, moving massage, right. lots of, um, you know, uh, just stretching and hanging and, you know, all different ways to deeply relax. And then I, right. I go there also like, give me all, you know, match my energy, come on, dig in right. and then back to relax. So it's every time I do that, I practice going there, coming back, going there, coming back. Then if we go there when it wasn't my idea, Ooh. I already have some, some tools to, to bring it back. So I right. definitely not being afraid to go there and touch on it on right. on the night on the basically the days where he does feel calm and safe. And right. then when when something does come along, I mean sometimes he just goes way over the threshold and like that's you know there's nothing to do about it. A tree falls and it's like, well, that happened. Yeah. <laughs> but <Right>. if <laughs> you know, boom. But there's oftentimes if it's especially if it's training related stress, mm. um, boy, mm. I better notice I better notice the first signs and not yeah. blast through it. So it's a lot about thresholds uh, and yeah. acknowledging and going, oh, I, I see you. That just changed. Where are you? And yeah. then having, you know, again, that, that variety of tools, whether it's asking him to do a little silly trick, which is, a yeah. you know, it's great to have those tricks up your sleeve because if they're really scared and not thinking, they won't do the trick. They're not right. emotionally present enough to do they, it so that's can't. a good indicator right. yeah it's yeah. like oh he's not he's not sick do his little tongue trick that means he's he's gone and other times yeah. he can act stressed but if i ask him questions he still will do the he'll answer them but he'll right. look stressed so i'm like okay he's emotionally so i'm losing me but he's mentally still there like i better take care right. of it he's working and, on it i, I love that i love yeah. that because so many i'm sure of your of your listeners too um the people listening to this have experienced those times when when those horses are so stuck and when you can rub their shoulder or if you're sitting on them or standing next to them you know do a good scratch on them and try to break that that pattern of going into freeze right and find something mm -hmm. really sensory that helps bring them back like take a deep breath and or you know move a little bit or um, make some sounds and talk to them and break up that um that possible freeze pattern that they might be headed deep into to start to break that up a little bit um that's another thing i love about your moving massage because movement <laughs> often will um break up those kind of patterns um, mm -hmm. and with a lot of horses that are, that want to be stuck. So just by moving is, uh, can be like, oh my God, that might not be safe. And, <laughs> and then, yeah. um, creating, you know, developing or pursuing the conversations that you're so good at having with your horses, um, that that encourage, encourages less time in that, um, freeze state or towards a free state and um, creates more flexibility in that nervous system. So the horse has to um, spend less time in, in a high stress state and has a better toolbox to come back. And that's mm -hmm. going to, by doing those things again and again, you're going to create a more healthy nervous system and, um, and a better converse, have better conversations with your horses. So 
Yeah. So, yeah. And, and I really do feel like it is a conversation. Um, I'm, I'm not afraid to talk to my horses. I think it keeps me breathing, you know, and to make sure you know the message you're trying to give your horse in that moment. And sometimes to hear yourself say it out loud is helpful to understand if you're being clear or not (laughs) and to hear your own tone of voice, because then you have a chance to go, Oh, that didn't sound very friendly (laughs) or clear. Um, and, and another, another little training tip too, is whatever, whatever you need to talk to your horse about when you feel them getting into fight or flight, take that conversation and on the good day, raise your standard. Don't, you know, sometimes people are like, ah, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Pretty good. And then when the horse is freaking out, now they're demanding it has to be really good. Well, that's not going to happen. So switch it around and say, okay, I need hindquarter yield or I need sideways, whatever it might be. I need to go, you know, whatever I need to stop, whatever it is on the nice calm days, just raise your standard. Do, you know, graduate school, PhD level hindquarter yield at the lightest touch pushing pushing that stress level right right so So doing that on the good days resilience yeah exactly so that then when the the outside thing comes in and you need that in your pocket you you've got it so you could look at that as just having a control mechanism but it's so much more than that it's just it's setting up that dynamic yeah that pattern right right dynamic flexibility right autonomic flexibility we want that in our we want that in us. We want that in our horses. We want that in the people around us, right? <laughs> yeah. And that actually brings so. up a good point is all this stuff we're talking about for our horses, you know, check on right. ourselves. Like how well right. do we know how to go into that realm of relaxation? Do we have the tools right. to turn frustration right. into curiosity in the moment, not just in theory? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. doing breath. Can we catch ourselves and do some breathing exercises? It. I find it doesn't take much, but again, like you're not going to turn into a Zen master when your horse is freaking out. If you've never practiced meditation or breath work on the good, easy day where the music is just right and the candle is lit, you know, (laughs) so this is something to, you know, to practice or to experience. So you can either practice breath work or at least get a treatment you know, massage so that somebody else can help put you in that state. At least you know where you're heading. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, you know, I love having clients like you who are consistent with getting work um, and allowing yourself to deeply relax and, and giving yourself permission to go to wherever it is you go to, you know, and, um, and I go all over the room. (laughs) (laughs) my ears go a mile apart and I float around in space you have no idea yeah you're right I don't maybe I don't want to know oh I go I go all over the place Karen (laughs) oh it's good it's good and which um which I think kind of sets you up to be more creative right because it's creating that space you give yourself permission to fly all over the place so that when you're up against um, a situation where you're stuck, you've got that creative expression, right? You've got a creative toolbox that you can go into and say, well, what about this? And start looking at things a little differently. Maybe I need Mm -hmm. to ask for help. Maybe I don't. Maybe I need five minutes just to sit on this for a little bit. So 
So I love that. Hey everyone, a quick message to let you know about a really exciting limited time opportunity for learning at no extra cost. So now you've heard me rave about the video classroom. It's my video training library, and it's where you go to see this podcast in action with videos on pretty much everything that I teach. But for May, June, and July, we are gonna be doing extra monthly live Q&A calls, and anyone who's in the classroom gets to attend at no extra cost. We've never offered this before. So it's a pretty cool opportunity. So this is such a great time to be able to speak with a real person, to get your questions answered, either about a particular video that you watched or a challenge that you're having with your horse. Now the video classroom, I think, is always the best deal. And for May, June, and July, it is going to be amazing. So go to dressagenaturally.net slash classroom and start your subscription today. There's always a one week free trial to check it out. Again, dressagenaturally.net slash classroom. Okay, now back to the pod. You know, the curiosity and creativity and space um, really, for me, summed it up when you put that, that wonderful little video with Cora and the Clippers. When, oh, when she was right. watching you clip, um, you know, you gave her all the space she needed. You, you know, left, left the, you were in an area where she could come and go as she pleased and she could um, go up and get as involved as she wanted to be and then, and scare herself a little bit and back out and then come back mm-hmm. and watch her go from being, um, being curious and afraid and back in being curious again. And again, it was just a beautiful study in, um, in nervous system work. Oh, thanks. Yeah. And I'll describe a little bit what that was and I'll, I'll add the link to that video, um, in the notes for this, but yeah, so I'm clipping one of my horses and my filly was in the barn loose (laughs) as my horses often are, uh, while I was clipping Natia. And so the filly, it was so interesting because the filly was like, what's that? And you could see her kind of in the background, like, I'm not sure about that. And then she went around the other side of the horse and like, I'm not sure about that. And then she kind of snuck up the back and she started to touch it. Then she scared herself a little bit, but yeah, she just floated around. And by the end, she was like trying to nibble. She was mouthing the clippers and touching it and totally relaxed. And I thought, I thought, gosh, if I had set out to say, and today I'm going to get her used to the clippers, you know, I I would be lucky if I had masterfully ended up with the same results that I got from just letting her, yeah, yeah, allowing her to work it out. So that was a really interesting lesson. And and a couple of times I caught myself going, oh, she's here. Let me put the clippers over here and let her, you know, perform some technique for getting her, you know, used to the clippers. And I had to catch myself. I said, Karen, just clip the horse and see what happens. Right. And that was, that took a very conscious choice for me to just uh, see what was happening and kind of not like pretend like 2% of my brain was acknowledging what was happening in the background and enjoying it. And the other part was like, just focus on the horse that I'm clipping. 
Yeah. So that, that's cool that you picked up on that as an example of that, but you're right. It's like just to be in the space and allow the process. Right. And so, and to watch her and especially being such a young filly and I know, um, Sharon enough, you know, who bred Mm -hmm. her, um, started her so beautifully. And then you've just opened that door even more and, um, and allowing again, that, that flexibility in her. So to see her get tense and then relax and that get tense. It's like, Oh, I'm too close. I need to back off. And she could, and then come back up and, Oh, it was fun. So yeah. watch that yeah. video because it's, it's yeah. a great study. No, that it's is fun. Study. It's like, it's like the training technique of not doing a training technique. <laughs> right. But I think right. it's, you know, I had that same experience with clippers with my horse Monty, who when I got him was deathly afraid of clippers. I mean, the first oh. time he was tried to clip, it was like two sets of drugs, cross ties, a twitch. I mean, it was horrible. And he still oh. kicked the clippers out of everyone's hands. And it was horrible. <laughs> and then where I the day that I made a breakthrough with the clippers, because I was doing this gradually, was the day I headed out at cordless clippers and I was out there and, and all of a sudden I got this little message from, you know, him, the universe, whoever. Uh, and it said, take the halter off. And I took the halter off in the middle of this field and he sat there grazed and let me run the clippers all mm. over his body. So sometimes our techniques are actually holding back progress. Right. And it really came down to, you know, I had to trust him and, he yeah. felt safe because he knew he wasn't trapped. Just, right. I mean, it was the difference of, yeah, I mean, it wasn't like using the halter or doing much, but it was the difference of taking it off and saying, I trust you and it's okay if you leave. Because that's the message of taking off equipment. Says, it's okay right. if you leave. I mean, right. you know, you, you're, you're allowed to leave. And that shift was enough to give him a feeling of safety to right. let down you know, to be open to, to it. So that's right. I love that he felt so empowered by taking, you know, you taking the halter off and you felt empowered as well, you know, and that, and that trust and safety, right. And space. And 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 at the moment, the moment I was, sorry, I I always forget to go ahead. I get so excited. (laughs) Um, Oh, darn. Now, see, this is why I interrupt because then I can't remember what I was going to say. Oh, I remember now. But in the moment that I was taking the halter off, my brain was saying, that's a really stupid idea, Karen, because he can run away and learn that he can run away from the clippers, which would be wrong. So that's what my intelligent brain was telling me. And luckily, I didn't listen to that. And I said, I feel that he needs to feel like, you know, uh, we we need more trust. Right. In this circumstance. Right. Which comes, comes from, from the, the heart, heart instead of instead of the head. So, right. Yeah. So I'm undoing the knot going, this is dumb. And then it worked. <laughs> I'm like, oh, OK, well, that's how much I know. <laughs> so it's just <laughs> funny the the heart and the head are yeah. different. And we can, have to can be very. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> so our brain, our brain is doing everything to keep us safe. And sometimes it overdoes that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. So that's why it's important to have that dynamic in the nervous system. So when those kind of things come up, um, I used this analogy with a client the other day. Um, I was doing a remote session um, with somebody talking about um, 
a nervous situation with her horse. And um, I use the analogy of, does he see the tiger running in the woods or is it the neighbor's golden retriever coming over to say hello? Right. And so um, it, because if it is the tiger in the woods, then you need to run. But if it's the golden retriever coming over to say hello, then you need to let your energy down and open up, right? Two very different things. But again, you want to have that dynamic in the nervous system. So fascinating. Well, I think we've probably given people a little bit of stuff to think about and feel into. I hope so. Yeah, and explore next time you're with your horses. So cool. So um Good. I think I think um, we've given them enough tools. Um, I just want to make sure when people see that um, tension in their horses and want it to bring it back to more tone versus more tension, right? To create that flexibility, I just um, I want to encourage people that use you know have the human start breathing so that the horse can start breathing. You know, you feel your feet inside your shoes so the horse can start to feel a little more grounded and maybe a little more safe. Um, start to use some movement, um, break up um, something that might be blocked, right? So moving massage becomes so helpful for those kind of things. Um, we're looking for that um, increased curiosity, right? And more um, more connection and more engagement. And so keep, um, keep after that in that moment. And that's going to Again, like you say, pack your toolbox a little bit better so that um, so that these what might be a scary situation becomes just a scary moment instead of a scary 10 minutes, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and doesn't tools. compound and compound and yeah, yeah. Because yeah. sometimes that, yeah, that, that the tension becomes blocking, which becomes um, a training problem, which sometimes right. creates stronger aids, which creates, you know. Yeah. yeah. So it's back, going back the wrong to getting way. to back, back, back to untangling ourselves, right? We're right <laughs> yeah, back where we right. started into the right. The Let's work create more un- space. We're looking to create more space, right? Lengthen those spines, make them flexible. So yeah. Um, cool. All right. Well, thank you, Karen. Where, I think we did. Oh, you're welcome. It, so you're well, this thank fun. you. And uh, yeah. where can people find out more about you and what you do? Okay, so my website is karenpartish.com, K-A-R-E-N-P-A-R-T-I-S-C-H.com. I'm actually starting to do uh, little emails again. I'm uh, getting a little more engaged with that. Yay! And and feel free to email me, karen at karenpartish.com. And um, text me. I do. Um, uh, I do some traveling. So um, even now, I am up to Ocala once or twice a month. And um, based in Sarasota, uh, I am doing remote energy sessions, and I've been doing them around the world, which has just been a blast. So um, I recently talked with a, a woman and her horse in Abu Dhabi, you know, just a short bit ago. And it's just amazes me that we can have these conversations and get energy work happening and, and horses relaxed and changes made and it's beautiful. So yeah, you um, really helped Atomic after his surgery with some energy work so remote remote energy work so right right yeah all right 
thank you so much. You're and very welcome. I look forward I look to forward seeing to you seeing soon. You, uh, yeah, next time you come over here. <laughs> right. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. If this episode resonates with you, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Training horses is a long game. The more you listen, the more pieces of the puzzle you'll have. To see all your learning resources, visit dressagenaturally.net. That's where you'll find free videos, online courses, my book. You can sign up for my Wednesday Wisdom email or even book a private consult. Most of all, remember, you got this. Never underestimate the possibility for things to improve in ways you cannot yet imagine. Till next time, love your horse, move in harmony, and enjoy the process.